Hey mama, stop what you're doing right now and join my birth classes. It is open enrollment and it's a special one because we have added some extra new bonuses just for you. And hint, hint, don't forget that insurance may reimburse you and you can also use your HSA or your FSA to pay for birth classes. So it's a no brainer. If you join this week, you're gonna get not only a huge discount by using the code BIRTHQUEEN, all in caps, cause you know you are, but you're also going to get six or seven bonuses. Bonus number one, you're gonna get 30 days free in my mama membership, which is where all the magic is happening. After 30 days, you can leave us if you want, boo hoo. Or you can stay with us for 19 a month. And some of my mamas stay with me for years, if that tells you anything. You're also gonna get bonus number two, which is my newborn academy. Bonus three, the birth coach class. Bonus four, the postpartum recovery roadmap class, along with some other bonuses. And if you join by Friday night at midnight, you're gonna get my birthing waves, which is a brand new course and it's guided meditations for labor and beyond. Brand spanky new and I'm so excited to welcome you in. Don't forget, we hang out with all of our students every Wednesday. We have a pregnancy hangout via Zoom where you get to see my face and my doulas every single Wednesday. I'll see you on the inside. Go to labornursemama.com forward slash the word calm, C-A-L-M, labornursemama.com forward slash calm. I'll see you on the inside. Let's just face it, half of the stuff that they use in prenatal clinics as far as weight guidelines and dating and going past your due date and all these things and the VBAC calculator, which I really hate, none of that takes the individual into account. And I'm really tired of that because I talk to my girls, like my cycle is not the same as yours, Kylie. And so to assume that I have this very unique cycle to me, but you and I are going to labor exactly the same. And our labor is going to last the same. And if it doesn't, then golly, we better do something. We better add some Pitocin or we better take you back to the OR. And that frustrates me so much. Today's guest is Kylie. She is a home birth mom, a birth doula, and she is a mentor for doulas. You might know her as the Autonomy Mommy over on Instagram or from the Birth Worker podcast. She is a self-proclaimed birth nerd and loves sharing her passion with anyone who's willing to listen. She is incredible. So listen in as we talk about owning your birth. Kylie, I'm so excited to have you on here today. I love what you do. We think a lot alike about birth and how each mama should be the queen of the birth room and own her own birth. So I'm super excited to jump in and talk all about that. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. There aren't many people speaking of like we are, so I'm really excited that we get, we're going to get to have this conversation. Tell me a little bit about you. I always start out asking my guests to share just something from their own birth experience and tell me if that played into your decision to do what you do. Oh, that's such a great question. So I actually had never even thought about birth or pregnancy at all until I was 26 years old. 
I hadn't even considered that like having kids was something I would do or giving birth. It just didn't even cross my mind. And I think in the back of my mind, I had this idea. It's okay. You don't have to think about it because you could just show up and someone else tells you what to do. Like Mm -hmm. it's just a medical procedure. Like you just go to the hospital. So that's probably why I never thought about it. But when I actually started trying to conceive, I very quickly realized that my personality is definitely, I'm very much like, please don't touch me. Please let me make my own decisions. Don't try and sway my opinion. And so I very quickly realized that a more like hands-off approach was probably going to be best for me. And I went on to have a home birth. And I, throughout all that process, I was also becoming a doula. So I became a doula a few years back. And here I am. I am a childbirth educator and birth doula in Southwest Florida. But I now also train doulas to go full-time to make this a full-time career for them. Oh, I love that. I had no idea you were a Florida girl. I am also a Florida girl living in Nashville. <laughs> where That's are why you? You're cold. Yes, that is exactly <laughs> why I'm cold. So where exactly are you? What area? I am in Fort Myers, Florida. So okay. Southwest Florida. Yeah. So I'm from Clearwater. Okay, yeah, not too far away. <laughs> no. I would serve someone in Clearwater. If there was someone in Clearwater that that wanted me, I would make my way up there. Yeah. It's not horribly far. No, not at all. That was just a little side note. Tell me about your home birth. Was it everything that you wanted it to be as far as being hands off? And is that the only baby that you have? You had any more babies since your home birth or? So that was my first and only baby. She is two and a half now. Oh, nice. And the home birth was flawless. It was really flawless. And I don't know how much of that is luck and how much of that is physiology and what, but it was fantastic. It was nine hours long from the very first contraction, 41 weeks and two days. And I had zero like Braxton Hicks, zero pre-labor, zero prodromal labor, like none of it. So I I woke up. I'm going to interrupt. I want you mamas to hear her because I tell them all the time because I have these moms who are like, I'm having no signs of labor. Nothing is happening. I'm like, but your body knows what to do and it's perfect. 100%. 100%. And your body's just doing it silently in the background. That's awesome. You'd prefer that in a lot of ways. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times I hook a mom up for an NST and she's, I haven't had any Braxton Hicks. And then I come back, I'm like, are you feeling those? Because you're contracting every four to five minutes. And she's like, no. I'm like, you're having Braxton Hicks. Yeah. So I love that so much. So tell me how you transitioned because you said, You weren't thinking about birth at all. Birth was not on your radar. Now you're pregnant and becoming a doula. How does that happen? I It happened through listening to birth story podcasts. So right here on the podcast platform, I was listening to just regular birth story podcasts and there was this little like golden thread through all of them. And it was the fact that they all lacked autonomy. Um, They lacked autonomy even sometimes in the very like smallest ways where the woman would be telling her story and the nurse would just come in and say, it's time for a cervical check or Mm. something like that. And none of that really just felt right for me. And so that was the awakening to, hey, there might be a better way to do this for me. And also like maybe you have more, you have more control in the situation than you've been told your whole life. 
I love that. I just got done. It hasn't aired yet, but I have a an episode coming talking about coercive language in the childbirth arena, talking to another doula. And I hate those type of things. And I empower my students. We don't we don't do that. Or I don't let I don't let my patient go past their due date or I don't let my patient push like that. And hello. No, I can decide what I'm going to do, not you. But anyway, that's another episode, actually. Tell us what autonomy means, what it means in general, and what it means in birth. Yeah, so... My business and my Instagram is the autonomy mommy. I fell in love with the word autonomy before actually I even got bit by the birth bug. So before listening to those birth story podcasts, I still was just obsessed with this word autonomy. And really what it means is to be free to make your own decisions, free from coercion, free from people trying to sway your opinion, and just feeling so confident that you can make your own decisions for yourself and tuning into that. So it really has to do with intuition and authenticity. So telling people no when you want to say no, not trying to put on a front for anybody else. And I just took it and run with it. And it's so true for birth that when you look at traumatic birth stories or women who just had unfulfilling birth stories, a lot of times, not always, of course, not always, but a lot of times the thread there is that it lacked autonomy. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. I tell that that's how Labor Nurse Mama was born. I've been a labor nurse for a very long time. And I got really tired of because my hands are tied. If I'm your labor nurse, I cannot go against policy. I cannot go against doctor's orders unless you tell me to, unless you refuse. And so I got really burnt out and sad. Like I can't tell you how many times I drove home crying over a first-time mom who ended up in the OR when I know that she could have just said no and she could have said, let's try something else. What are the alternatives? And so now that's why I spend countless hours educating women to empower them so that they stop being people pleasers and know that they hired this provider. They hired me as a labor nurse. And that just makes me so happy and falls in line. And I'm sure any of my students or my listeners who know me are saying, yeah, that's totally the way that Trish speaks as well. So let me ask you, like, off the cuff, what is your opinion of the current birth culture here in the U.S.? Wow. I actually have to say that I'm one of the people who can almost stand back and and almost just watch it like it's a movie playing out because it, that's almost what it feels like. So we have everything from mom shaming and moms taking a stand against each other to people claiming that women don't listen to doctors and women can't do their own research because we're not doctors. And a lot of people telling us to not trust our intuition as a whole. It's a conversation about money and politics and healthcare in general. And it's just, it's like a movie. It's like a really long movie playing out. <laughs> the truth of the matter is it's a business. It is a business. And it's really sad. Like I start out almost all of my free workshops. Once I intro myself and I talk to them, I almost always start them out with this. Birth is a natural process. It is not a medical process. And I think that's so important for 
our listeners and these mamas to know is that just because this is the birth culture and just because your grandma and your aunt and your cousin did it this way, that does not mean it's the right way for you. Now, I also caution my students, we don't go in willy-nilly refusing everything just because we can and we don't accept everything because we can. We have to be educated to understand. And so I think that's an important part of the autonomy is that you can't make those decisions if you don't understand what they are. And if you're presented with an intervention that you've never heard of before and the provider is saying things like, we don't want your baby to die, then you're going to be like, okay, do it because you don't understand. So education is the foundation of making your own decisions. So I tell my students there's a few really powerful decisions that you make during pregnancy that I feel are so important, which is choosing the right provider, being educated, and choosing your support team. So I would love to hear some maybe three to four tips that you have for a pregnant mama that you would recommend for her to be able to make the decisions in her birth and just some practical takeaways that they can take away from listening to us today. Yeah, though that those are really great. The really great three three things you just mentioned. So choosing your support team, your provider, and just knowing your options. Those are huge. I would say let me leave you guys with five really tangible, practical tips that I think almost incorporate all three of those things. Also, the first one is mindset because birth is way more of a mental game than a physical game. And that could almost lead into another one, which would be fears, which I would actually probably put separate because dealing with your fears in a lightful and positive way that still acknowledges them and knows that fear could actually be your intuition talking to you. Just understanding that going into your birth is going to transform your birth 100%. Oh, I totally agree on that. This is yeah. exactly what I tell my students. We, I do believe that fear is a part of your mindset, the mindset, but they have to replace those fears with truth. So just like you said, they're not making fear-based decisions, but they've learned to move those fears out of the way and listen to their instincts. Yes. I love that 100%. And the the questions that you started with, who are you going to hire as a provider? That a lot of times is a fear-based decision. So when you start breaking down the real personal stuff, you leave everything else out of it. You leave your decisions out of it and you just sit with yourself and work on your own stuff. A lot of the decisions come a lot easier because you're not making those decisions out of fear. Like you said, no one's having to, if you know your options, No one's having to educate you in the moment. And it's a sad thing, but it's a true thing that whoever is doing the educating is the one who like has the authority because they have the authority to paint whatever picture they want to paint. And yeah, that's rampant in the birth world is woman just showing up. I tell my girls all the time, obviously I have my birth courses. We have Calm Labor, Confident Birth, and the VBAC Lab. And I tell them all the time because I get asked, my hospital provides a free birth class. And I'm like, no, because that's going to be catered towards hospital policy. So I don't tell them you have to take my birth class, obviously, but I do tell them to be cautious who they choose to learn from because you're right. Like it really makes a difference on the flavor of the education. And so not being affiliated with a hospital and not being affiliated with a provider, I think is really important when you're being educated. I get tons of questions every day about my birth courses. 
And if you haven't joined us yet, I thought I would share some answers with you. What makes my birth course different than all other birth courses? This course is designed and taught by a labor nurse who is incredibly passionate about you and your birth experience. It is deeply rooted in evidence-based care and facts. Inside my birth course, you're going to have access to a private community group full of other women ready to help you at a moment's notice. Imagine what it will feel like to have an entire group of women in your corner who you can turn to with questions and fears. You will not be alone on this journey. Another question I get is, what if I feel like I don't have time? I know you're busy. We all are. But here's the thing. You can work at your own pace. It is self-paced, online. You have access for a lifetime. You can listen while you're doing the dishes, driving to work, folding laundry, or just hanging out. And what's really time-consuming is putting off your own self-care and then winging your birth. It's better an ounce of prevention now than a pound of cure later. This is a big investment for me. I'm not sure. Mama, a lot of insurance companies will reimburse you. Now, I can't say that for sure, but we can help you submit it for reimbursement. What if I decide this course isn't for me? No problem. We have a 14-day money-back guarantee. No questions asked. Just send us an email with your name and your email that you use to join your birth course and we'll take care of it. I'm not a first-time mom. Do I still need this? Did your last birth experience leave you feel empowered, full of confidence, and in awe of your body's abilities? If not, you can definitely improve this experience this time around better than anyone that you don't get a second shot at this birth. Use this chance to learn your rights and understand what your body is truly capable of. You won't regret it. Let me teach my proven steps for having a better birth experience that you long for and that you don't regret. If you have any other questions I didn't cover here, head over to Instagram, send me a DM, or send me an email at info at labornursemama.com. But if you are all ready to join, then go to labornursemama.com forward slash calm, C-A-L-M, because we want you to have a calm labor and a confident birth. And then another pillar that we've talked about a little bit earlier is that like pillar of autonomy and being able to tell people no and being like unashamed about it and being able to tell people like, yes, like I need something, I need help and making, putting your foot down. Cause something that I'll just, I won't even go down the rabbit hole, but I'll just mention is that a lot of bad outcomes and during childbirth itself are due to like over intervening with the process a lot of the like maternal deaths afterwards are we're not inter- intervening enough during birth and we're not doing enough. And so it's a really interesting balance. So you have to be able to say no when your intuition is telling you to say no, not just saying no because your sister did or you're like following someone else. That's not autonomy. It's being true to yourself, saying no, but then also being able to like demand say I need to help. be seen. Yeah. Exactly. No, I learned early in my career that if a mama says something's not right, to start investigating 
Because that sometimes is the worst sign. Of, it's the first sign, not the worst sign, the first sign that something is going wrong. I think that's really important to know. And I tell my girls all the time, you're the only mama that has this baby. Like it's you and this baby. And so you are the best one to tell us what is happening. And learning to listen to your body is important in motherhood in general and listening to your child and knowing that it doesn't matter what your mama did with you. This is your baby. This is your body. So I think that's important. Okay, so now I'm ready for the fourth pillar. What's the fourth pillar? (laughs) So we brushed over a couple. So we talked about mindset a little bit, which let me just say one more thing about mindset. Mindset is more about letting go of control and and knowing what you are in control of, which is a lot of times like just your own body and like what's going on in your head. And that's not to say let someone else make decisions for you, but that is to say that like life in itself is very unpredictable and we just want to be ready. We just... We don't want to make assumptions and we just want to be ready for whatever's going to come. That way we can pivot better. Motherhood is crazy. Childhood is crazy. Parenthood, birth, all of it. So it's good to be able to be on top of your mindset. We talked about fears just a little bit. We mentioned knowing your options because that's huge because we don't want... We don't want to be educated while we're giving birth. No, and you're not receptive to that. It is too late. I yes. have seen it way yeah. too many times. I tell my girls, like, even I, I, meet with, I meet with my students weekly on a weekly happy hour. I can't tell you how many times, like, I've stood up and tried to show them something. And I'm like, imagine you're in labor. And I'm like, okay, mama, you're complete. You're plus one. It's time to push. Did you take a pushing class? Do you know how you want to push? And they're like, and I'm sitting there showing on the side of the bed. Like I have done the weirdest little like moves in the labor room, but you're not when you're in pain or you're in a very new environment. And most of these girls have never been a hospital patient. So that in itself is very disconcerting. But that is not the time to try to learn how to push at all. <laughs> Not a good time. (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) And I learned that from my own labor. I I was complete for four or five hours and not actively pushing that whole time, but a little bit of a fetal ejection reflex, but nothing was actually happening for multiple hours. It was very, it was long, but it was a great labor. We talked about a little bit earlier. It was just nine hours long total. It was fantastic. I would not change it. Okay. The pillars, the only one that we have left then, the fifth pillar would be pain coping. And I don't think that enough women, I don't think I've ever said this out loud, but I don't think enough women are going in with the right, in the right headspace when it comes to being able to handle intensity. I, when I was going into my birth, okay, spoiler alert, my birth, I never like hit my rock bottom. I never hit my wall. I never asked for help. It was just, I was quiet, but moaning very loud and animalistic for nine hours. But I love that I never hit that wall. And I think the reason I didn't is because I went into birth thinking that I was going to hit my 10, that it was going to be 10 out of 10. I don't want to be here. I feel like my body's getting ripped in half. And I was so mentally prepared for that, that when I actually got there, it wasn't as bad. And through working with women for several years now, I I'd like to talk to them, the ones who almost got hit by a train with the intensity. I like to talk to them. And a lot of them had ended up saying, I thought it was going to be like a seven out of 10 on the pain scale. Like I thought it was going to be like not that bad. And I just, I'm just interesting. Can you make a little mind shift there where you're just respecting the intensity of it? Doing some very practical things to learn how to release like pain because pain is totally made in the brain. Pain is made in the brain. So there are things you can absolutely do to kind of almost trick that like pain gateway. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's This is one of my two most favorite workshops to teach that I teach. And I have a very unique spin on that, on the pain part of it. And I am passionate about flipping that mindset and flipping that script that we're telling ourselves. And there are active things we can do to raise our pain threshold before we even walk into labor and delivery. And I feel that is really important. And I would say that not only were you expecting it to be terrible or really intense, but you had prepared yourself to do what to do if it was. And by preparing yourself and by having good support and good education, you actually raised your threshold so that you were able to handle a lot more pain. And so that is something that I've been passionate about my entire course of my career for the last 16 years. So that I think if you can flip your mindset, because birth is 90% mental, let's just be real. So is parenting, so is life in general. And I tell my girls all the time, what we tell ourselves, we think, and what we think we believe and what we believe we manifest. So I think it's really important that the nitty gritty of birth education and the nitty gritty of preparing for birth is in your head and learning to remind yourself that you're a birth queen, that you're powerful, that you're incredible. You can do anything. And I think that is so important. But like you said, we it doesn't matter how much we know. It doesn't matter how prepared we are if we're not willing to speak up. And so there's a huge difference. Now, I tell my girls that at a certain point in labor, it's now your partner, your coach's position to speak up. You don't have to worry, oh, are they doing everything I want them to do? Are they respecting me? Now your coach, your partner is that wall and that lion that's going to protect you. And if you give the power to your nurse to refuse for you, she can also do it as well. You don't face that as much in home birth, thank God. I'm definitely a very rare labor and delivery nurse because I love home birth. But I think that's the big key is like giving like permission to stop being a people pleaser and to realize you're not offending your provider. You have a right. You hired them. They are employed by you. So what are some things that you teach your people over on Autonomy Mommy to have like just a couple practical tips? What do you tell them to do during their prenatal visits? Is there something particular or? That's a really great question. I think it starts with a really like simple concept, which is starting to see your provider as a human again and starting to see your own mother as a human again and starting to tear down all of these like authority hats that we're putting on everybody and get back to a human level conversation. I really love to teach people that while they're in while they're pregnant, while they're early in pregnancy so they can practice this with their providers. And it's really, it's interesting to do because we've been told our whole lives, respect our elders, listen to our teachers, sit down, shut up, be a good kid, do what your doctor says. And so we, how can we go living like that our entire lives until we're mid-20s, 30s, 40s, and then have a baby all of a sudden and all of a sudden be able to stand up for yourself and tell someone in a white coat no, or tell your mother-in-law who is wanting to come over the second you have your baby and you're just like, you really don't want her to, mm-hmm. can't say no because you've never done it in your life. And you don't want to hurt so, their feelings or offend them. And you you really don't want them not to like you. Yes. (laughs) That's the one I hear the most. Yeah. 
A hundred percent. And that could be the in-laws and that could be the doctor too, or your partner even, because in the home birth world, we see it sadly quite often where the mother wants a home birth and the partner doesn't. And it's a really interesting thing to navigate, but you can start practicing living your truth, living authentically in everyday situation. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to only be with the provider that you choose. It could be with your boss or your teacher mm-hmm. and like to yourself, listening to your own gut could be like the nicest thing you ever do for yourself. Yeah, because you matter and what you think matters. And it doesn't matter if your provider went to medical school, your provider does not know you and your body the way that you know you and your body. And I get so tired, especially I work a lot with VBAC mamas, and they use this VBAC calculator, and they use, let's just face it, half of the stuff that they use in prenatal clinics as far as weight guidelines and dating and going past your due date and all these things and the VBAC calculator, which I really hate, none of that takes the individual into account. And I'm really tired of that because I talk to my girls, like my cycle is not the same as yours, Kylie. And so to assume that I have this very unique cycle to me, but you and I are going to labor exactly the same. And our labor is going to last the same. And if it doesn't, then golly, we better do something. We better add some Pitocin or we better take you back to the OR. And that frustrates me so much. It frustrates me so much. And my girls know I have the all six of my babies. I have the weirdest labor pattern that you have ever seen. and But it opened up my eyes to my patients to not make assumptions because I sit at three for hours and hours and hours and then I'm complete and then I push the baby out. And that's been my pattern from baby one. So I am able to open up that box and say, okay, yeah, she's been to for a while but what is happening and like just thinking creatively and I think that's so important to take each individual and not a mass yeah it's totally that's something huge that is missing just from healthcare as a whole now just with I don't even know what it was population increase and amount of sickness increased because who knows what and yeah we're just not going down a great place right now especially here in the United States it's really funny that – so I, it just dawned on me that you became a doula during COVID. Am I right? I became a doula before COVID. So I became oh, okay. a doula before I had my daughter, daughter actually. Okay. But it was it was interesting because I got a taste of birth before COVID and then COVID came and yeah. we had a whole nother like slew of issues that we didn't have before with people not being let in and how do you refuse tests and all these things. Yeah, a lot more issues arose. So it was definitely interesting to navigate. Oh, for sure. I launched my first birth course in April of 2020, which of course was perfect timing for an online space. But the things that I thought I was going to go in advocating for with my students were not what I was prepared for. It were things like, they're taking my baby immediately because of COVID. They're, do I have to let them take my baby? They won't let my partner in. A slew of my first students had no one in the room with them, which was heartbreaking. And so it's been quite a journey. I'm thankful that we're coming out the other side. But I would say that a lot of things all over, not just birth, have been forever changed because of COVID. And some of it's good and some of it's not so good. But – 
So anything else you feel like every pregnant mama needs to know or something that you like, what is it that you're most passionate about inside the birth room that you feel like if there's one thing I want you to advocate for yourself, like what would that be? I would say my number one thing would actually have a little bit less to do with advocacy. And I would say my number one thing had more to do with mindset reframing. And I really think, and I think that my students would agree because I have program too. And I think that they would agree that the number one thing is if you go in, you don't want to go in with high expectations and you don't want to go in with low expectations. You want to go in with no expectations. So yes, you're doing all this prep work and you got to learn all of your options, even for things that like probably won't even come up. Like you need to do that groundwork and you need to cope with pain and all of that. But Once you do all of that, I want you to actually approach your birth with zero expectations. This labor could be one hour. This labor could be five days long and end in a crash cesarean. I don't know. And I, excuse me, and I want my students to really understand that because the, one of the coolest things that I've noticed inside my programs is even the moms that have the quote unquote worst case scenario happen, they leave that and they say, Kylie, I was still in charge every single step of the way. And that to me is like so empowering and so cool to hear that even if stuff goes sideways and emergencies happen and it does not go how you wanted it to go, you can still be really solid, but it doesn't happen by chance. It happens by by really preparing. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I do. So with my girls, we call it a birth map. We don't call it a birth plan. And I tell my my husband and I, we travel a lot. So if we're planning this exotic vacation and we have this exotic destination, AK baby, and I'm planning the trip, I don't just wing it. I don't just get off the plane and say, oh, where are we going to stay? And what are we going to do? And what language do they speak? I plan. I educate myself. And then if we are like, oh, morning up, I'm getting up, I'm leaving, we get into the car and the car doesn't start, you better damn know I'm going to call an Uber. And then if we get in the Uber and there's a tree in the road, we're going to turn around and go out the other side of the neighborhood. So that I think is really important. And and I tell my girls the same thing, especially with the VBAC lab, what with all of them really, is that I can't guarantee you're going to have this perfect, flawless, like you said, your birth was uh, vaginal delivery. But I can guarantee that you're going to leave your birth feeling that you made the decisions and you were the captain of the ship and no one did things to you. And I think that's what's so important. And what I've learned over the course of the last four or five years since I've been educating on this side of the labor room is that the majority of birth trauma is not a catastrophic event. It does not, it's not related to a catastrophic event. It's related to simply feeling out of control and like people did things to you and that you didn't understand it. Some of the things I hear, I get hundreds and hundreds of DMs a day. And some of the thing that is a common thread is they did this and this is what it was. And I'm like, okay, that doesn't even make sense what you're saying they did to you. And when I really break it down, I realize they have no idea what was done to them. And I think that has to change and that has to change by us understanding. And like you said, going in, knowing birth is not predictable, nor is life, but being willing to 
take a detour on your map and to use a resource that you thought, maybe I don't want to use that, but I need to use it now. And I think that's just power. And I love that you feel the same way. I think if we all keep educating women and empowering women to understand that, they're not going to need us then. But that's okay because the birth culture is going to change. And if the birth culture does not change, we are practicing in such an antiquated way that is ridiculous and it needs to change. Birth is not a medical process. So I've really enjoyed talking to you today. I love like-minded birth professionals. I think it's so important that we're all on board and one of the things that I pride myself because I do have a doula on my team that I hired for Labor Nurse Mama is this, and as well as I know that there's some knocking of heads between labor nurses and doulas, but I think if we all get on board, then our clients, our patients, our students are all going to have beautiful birth that they leave feeling satisfied with, and that's what's important. Thank you so much, Kylie. Thank you so much for having me. This was a blast. Hey mama, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the birth experience with labor nurse mama. Being the queen of the labor room takes educating yourself while you're pregnant and empowering yourself so that when and how to speak up during your birth. If you want more info about this episode, head to labornursemama.com forward slash autonomy mommy. As always, hit subscribe, and if you haven't already, take a minute to write a review. We so appreciate it. It means a lot to us. Thank you, thank you, thank you. As always, see you next Friday. Bye for now.